the message. This is Chad McLeod coming to you from Lakeland, Florida, here in my podcast studio and Joe's and his. And we appreciate you listening to this podcast. We're talking about public relations and communication tips for leaders and trends and insights into the PR industry and the best stories in PR and communications. Joe, what are we talking about today? So I'm going to start with a quiz for you. What am I talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. <laughs> Drive my car. Don't look up. Dune. Coda. What am I, I talking about? I have no idea. I... <laughs> okay. Of course you don't. Now, if I say Will Smith, Chris Rock, what am I talking about? Uh, the Oscars. All right. So there we go. So we're going to talk about the Oscars, but see, that's the problem with all this. We don't really know much about the Oscars other than everything we know about the Oscars, which was what happened with the altercation between Will Smith and Chris Rock. So, so those are, I'm guessing, movies that won awards the other night. Are, yes. I knew Dune, but the others I have not heard of, so... Yeah, West Side Story. I'm reading, I'm on the Oscars website. So the West Side Story, Power of the Dog, Nightmare Alley, King Richard. So just rattling off a few. And those Some who watched titles. the Oscars right. saw I did not. all of this, but you and I did not. But we certainly monitor the news and what is front and center in not just the entertainment industry, but just pop culture is this again, this altercation, this event that went down, an assault that went down on live television uh, in front of the world. Um, and so I wanted us to just talk a little bit about that and what are some of the PR lessons that we might be able to extract from what we've seen unfold over the last few days. And we're good at that, at extracting PR lessons out of any situation. I'm calling this the slap heard around the world because yeah. I, didn't, I barely even knew the Oscars were happening until it just started blowing up that did Will Smith just slap Chris Rock. And so there's a lot that people are talking about and have been over the past few days. And yeah. so if you kind of get past, there are those out there who think the whole thing was staged, that this is... the was a way to boost ratings and get people to pay attention to the Oscars. But it doesn't appear that way. Like based on what we know, I don't, I, in, from what I'm seeing, but what is, I saw initially in the PR world is everybody is commenting on it and the thoughts on what makes a good or a poor apology. And so weighing yeah. in on, you know, dissecting the the apology or what should be said or what shouldn't be said. And everyone has an, an opinion on that. Um, so let's start there with that because the it, Will Smith's first statement, and we talk about the importance of a first statement if you're going to apologize, but his first statement was winning arguably the, the most important award of his acting career to win this Oscar for his performance in King Richard, but he didn't, there was sort of a, a general apology, uh, you know, it, but it, but it wasn't strong. It wasn't specific. And, and he was criticized for that. He was criticized for several things, but things, but a lot of people were saying one for slapping Chris rock and then others for the apology, non-apology that he gave in that first public statement. 
there's just a lot that's happening here. There are other people out there who have defended Will Smith and said Chris Rock stepped over the line and and Will Smith was standing up for his wife. And and so there's there's that side of it. But it, then in the following days, I, I don't know if it was the day after that there was a more thorough apology that he he released. And some people were critical of that saying, oh, this is definitely from a publicist. Like I even saw people on LinkedIn saying, I am a publicist for celebrities. And I can tell this is <laughs> was written by one. So there's criticism coming from all directions incoming. And for, you know, if we were advising somebody, I was thinking about this on, because I feel like sometimes there, we fall into this there's a textbook for issuing a statement or an apology. Mm -hmm. and, and there certainly are in terms of there are best practices and things you definitely don't want to do. But in a situation like this, I don't know that, that it is clear cut as this is what needs to happen. Because I was thinking like, well, maybe has Will Smith talked to Chris Rock? If I were advising him and he came to me and said, what should I, you know, I want to release a statement? And well, well, what, what are your thoughts here? Like what, right. What happened? What was going through your head? What, you know, what do you think about it now? Looking back, have you talked to the person you slapped privately before we go and release a public statement? Just a lot of things that I think go into the public relations response that sometimes I don't, I don't hear that talked about. It's just like, Oh, well he, he didn't, he, he wasn't, specific. He didn't take ownership of his actions. He didn't commit to how he's going to change in behavior and just, just kind of things that I, I, I'm not saying they're not important, but in the discussions that I've seen, yeah, I just, I, I think there's a lot going on here. Yeah, there is. And what you said earlier about people weighing in on the fact that it sounded, second apology sounded like it was done by a publicist, a PR person. So essentially, even an apology done well can be criticized for just being too good. Like it's right. just it's too smooth. smooth. Right. It checks so, all the boxes. It, right. It's yeah. So it's like, well, that, that wasn't authentic. Well, but if it was authentic, it wouldn't be perfect. So it, it's a lose lose situation. And, and I go back to what uh, our friend Mark DeMoss, we had him on the podcast a, a while back. He, he made the, the statement, you know, when he's advising companies, he, he would say, tell me what you're going to do, and then I'll help you with what you need to say. Yeah. But you don't want to lead with, well, here's what you say. Right. We'll That's much smoother than, than what I was getting at with the, I, what is how, like, what are you doing? What have you said privately? What is, what is going on? What's in your thought process right now about this situation? Not let's just hear what we have to say because it's the right thing and it's, and it's going to, to satisfy everyone here, but yeah, tell, tell me what you have done and what you're, you're going to do. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I think that's great. Like me, like doing, um, going and meeting with the person, you know, having taken some type of action plan first before you make a statement can go a long way instead of just releasing something or just responding, which I understand in the PR world, we always say time is of the essence and you want to respond quickly, but you also know that that first response is people are going to pin you to those words. And so even if the, the, you need to take some action or take some steps before you have an initial first 
response, which is kind of like a double initial first response before you have yeah. a first response, then, then take it. I would rather be, I would rather be criticized for being a little bit late, not too late, but being a little late and having something of substance to say, than saying something off the cuff or just rapidly trying to get a statement out that you have to, to go and explain, or maybe you get some heat because it wasn't as it was tone deaf or whatever the criticism might be. Uh, I, I think we can, in terms of an apology, if there's action that can be taken first, take that action. And then that can be part of your response to the situation. Yeah. I was thinking if, if, again, if we were advising Will Smith and he said, I would love to have something genuine that started off with today. I called Chris rock and, yeah. and apologized and here's, and just, and lead off with that. Like I, what I've shown you, what I, the action, some of the things that I've been doing, not just talking about it and not just trying to get out of this with minimal damage. And I, I think look, he has a lot of goodwill as, as an actor and people who have followed him for many, many years. And I, I think, people, the public, your fans, there's a willingness to, to give grace, to forgive, but you've got to show that you've got to show that, Hey, this was, it was a mistake. I, I let my emotions overcome me. And I was, um, I was angry and upset and uh, for my wife. And I felt that, and people can relate to that. And so maybe, yeah. So I think there is still an opportunity for him on the messaging side as this moves forward. It seems like there's been a lot of stuff that's been said, but there's still time for him to make additional comments. And for those who are, you know, as we're looking at different scenarios or takeaways or how, how do we, you know, what can we learn from it, that it's those first moments, as you pointed out, are important, your first statements, your first mess messages, because you only get one chance at the first one, but that's not the end all of it. Like there's still opportunities to improve what you're doing and then the messaging behind that. It's interesting how polar opposite this situation is from what we talked about last week when we talked about Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson and going through the confirmation hearings. And we talked about the importance of being able to control your emotions. You, right. you, there are things that you yeah. want to say, but you have a greater goal that you're aspiring towards. And in this situation with Will Smith, he didn't control his emotions. And you see that that hurt him in every way possible. And not only did it hurt him, it hurt everybody else that was in that, I would say just in the building, but the, the other nominees, I mean, it overshadowed all of the other accolades that were represented there. Um, and so it wasn't just as Chris Rock was not the only one who got slapped that night. It was all the other award nominees and recipients because all everybody wanted to talk about was what happened with right. Will the Smith. The slap around the world. Yeah, it was right. the, the slap the, around the world. Well, and the Academy, too, looking at their response, I think they've struggled a little bit in that. And part of it may just be the shock of it, like not knowing yeah. this was different. It's unexpected. It's not in. It may not be. I don't know if the Academy 
has a crisis plan. We always preach that, that you should have one, but maybe in the plan, it doesn't include uh, an award recipient getting on stage and slapping the host. Like that may not have been, so it's, it's hard. And you have two celebrities um, with their own fan bases. And so you know, just trying to maneuver through that and show that you don't support what Will Smith did and, and you don't want a repeat of that, that that's used to strike that tone. Um, I think there have been questions of well, why was he allowed to sit through the, the rest of the event and then you know, come up on stage and receive the award. It took so long. But I, I think that I'm guessing some of that, it was just the, like the shock of it. Did this just happen? And what do we do? Like, is it, does right. it cause a bigger scene if yes. we remove him from the event? Yes. And then, you know, that now we've really, so, so, Yes, they're criticized and, and have been, but I think any way they went, some of that criticism was probably coming their way. Yeah, and one of the statements that the Academy released, they said, quote, things unfolded in a way we could not have anticipated. While we would like to clarify that Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith was asked to leave the ceremony and refuse, we also recognize we could have handled the situation differently. So going back to things unfolded in a way we could not have anticipated, yeah, I mean, you don't, I, I mean, there are things and we do this when we do crisis training with our clients, as you mentioned, you know, we have our crisis map and we work through scenarios and, you know, in, in the event of a crisis, what, what are steps that need to be taken? What are some things on the horizon? What might be a likely crisis for this type of organization? I mean, I don't know that the Academy, even if they had a crisis plan really has written up, okay, what do we do? If one of our members sitting on the front row who is being nominated for a, a, a major award gets offended by the host that we selected, approaches the host, slaps the host um, and screams profanities at the host. Like, what's what do we do? So yeah. I'm, I, I think you're right that it, the shock, uh, what what and sometimes a lot of times and you saw this manifested in Chris Rock after it happens, he was like really struggling to get get back on track, which who wouldn't be yeah. um, after. So I, just I wanted to talk about that. I didn't see, I didn't watch it and I did not, I saw a clip of it, but I didn't watch a lot of the, the part after the, the incident. And I was curious how he was able to compose himself and how that went, because the part where I, I did see a little bit later, he seemed fairly you're kind of back in the game and he was yeah. he was hosting but i don't know like i didn't see kind of the right after that and i was curious how he rebounded and um but what i saw again it was a little bit later i was pretty impressed because i felt like that could have been something that really was just you're so rattled that you struggle for the rest of the evening the rest of the yes. event and i thought he held it together again what i saw fairly well. I've had a lot of distractions and unexpected things happen as a speaker or host of an event. I've never had somebody come up and slap me in the face. And so I don't know, like, I'm like, wow, yeah. that's a, that is really, um, that would be difficult to, to get back on track and back in the game. Yeah. And I, and when I said he was, he was caught off guard, like you could tell with his body language that he was surprised but he was at least what i what i saw he was able to recover 
at least from a performance aspect, he was able to, to continue, go on with the show. And I think back to when George W. Bush was giving a press conference in Iraq and the famous shoe incident where the yeah. reporter took off his shoe and threw it and President Bush ducked. And in this, and I remember thinking like, that's like, when you're going to a press conference, are you really expecting a shoe to be coming your way? Right, but it was like, right. he, you know, he knew that it was coming and, and, um, or, or he, he obviously didn't know it was coming, but he reacted quickly. And so I think the reaction from rock was pretty much what you would expect. Uh, but if just the professional side of him came through and he, I, I agree, he was able to continue. Um, but, um, as he said later on, that he's still processing it all. So yeah. he may still be in a in a state of shock yeah, to some degree. Yeah, sure. I do like talking through when I'm talking about crisis planning, and, and you mentioned it, unlikely scenarios. You can't predict all of them, but I think it's a good right. exercise to say, like, well, what is – it's not likely for our line of work and our business, but what if it, something that could happen and how that would really – be a challenge for our brand. And then when you've done a couple of those exercises, hopefully it, it strengthens your ability to you know, when something unexpected out of left field to be able to, to be nimble and agile in your response. Yeah. What do you and think about? No, go ahead. What do you think about organizations that took the, turned into a meme and were sharing on social media, the, the image of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and, being funny with it and, and using it, uh, you know, I saw all sorts of things that were being used in the aftermath in an attempt to, to be funny. And, and I'm trying to think of one, one was like a food company that was, you know, when you order this and it's not available or you know, just fill in the blank of whatever organization tried to use this for the, the moment. Do you th think that's a good idea? Well, my initial response would be no. Um, but again, it's, I guess it depends on the company. I, I mean, that you're, you know, we say read the room, right? Like, what is it? Is it done in, in light humor? Is it done? But I mean, again, ironically, that was the, the center of the whole controversy was Chris Rock was making light humor towards Jada Smith um, with the GI Jane two remark, and you know that's what led to the controversy. So you know here he is just roasting people, which is what comedians do. Um, so I, I don't know. I'd be curious to see, and I haven't seen that, but I haven't really been looking like which companies are doing it, what what the reaction is. Um, I do think that some look at the Hollywood, like what happens in Hollywood differently than what might happen just outside of the the Hollywood LA scene. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of, my initial reaction would be, yeah, that, that probably wouldn't go over well with a lot of people, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess it would depend on how it was used in the, in the audience that they're trying to reach. Yeah. I, I think for most brands, the, reward in that is not worth the risk. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to accomplish. You may get a few laughs or some people may not, they don't find it funny. So you're, is it really like worth, I think a lot of times 
communicators are looking for current events to try and hop on and be able to bring that into your brand. And if there's a funny moment that you see that, but I think this one just, there's a range of opinions in the whole thing. And so if I'm advising a company, I'd say, is it really worth it? Like, are you going to, if you don't do it, are you missing something? Or are you just trying to get kind of a you know, several hours of social media engagement off of this thing that is really not going to do anything for you? Right. Yeah, the whole risk reward that that's a big factor, and so I, I think that's that's true. Like I said, my my initial reaction would be, you know, don't don't go there. Yeah, it can get some mentions and potentially some activity on your social feeds, but uh, ultimately, is that going to be um, in in the best interest for your in the best interest of your brand long term? But I did notice the whole thing. There was a lot of commentary among uh, yes. public relations professionals and. And, uh, I, I think, and even for us, like maybe sometimes we have to remind ourselves that we're not in the situation. It's easy to sit back and get on the keyboard and start hammering out what was wrong with the apology and what's the, the messaging. And, but we're not players in the situation. We don't have all the facts. We don't, definitely don't have some of the nuances in, in the responses. And so it's easy to say, well, the apology should look like this or it shouldn't be this way. But, uh, and I do, I think there are some, some don't do's in, in yeah. the world of, of apologies. And, um, but there also, there's, there is some, some gray area surrounding it many times. And then that's hard. It's hard for nobody likes to live in, in that world. Yeah. And I think too, sometimes those of us in the PR world, we make these recommendations or these critiques with the, with the implication that if you just do these things, you're you're good like you're not going to get a lot of criticism everybody's going to give you a thumbs up like you've like you're you're in the zone well as we've talked about before on the podcast that whatever you do will garner criticism and so it's important that you're doing what is consistent with your company or your organization's mission values the integrity of your organization and those it represents. And so it's got to go back to that. Um, not just trying to pacify the critics on social media, but you know, is this the right thing to do and, and being able to communicate that and explain it and defend it. And so that's what it, it comes back to. But either way you slice it, it's going to invite criticism. But I think the good organizations that communicate well, they understand that criticism. They don't overreact to it, but they, they know what they've identified what they're willing to absorb and what they need to address. And, and that is a, just an ongoing conversation that has to be had. You can be sure that next year's Oscars leading up to it, this will be the, the topic and all that anyone is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they'll have Chris Rock do it again and come out like with a, like a helmet yeah. on or something like that. Uh, I, I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. But it, for sure, it, it will, uh, it'll be one for the history books for sure. Anything else on, on the topic or, or any other topic on this episode? No, I, I think we've, I, again, this issue has been sliced and diced in so many different uh, ways and people have talked about it through many different lenses, but just looking at it from the PR perspective, I think it, I mean, we're one of many who, who have weighed in on it. Um, but I, no, I don't have anything else to add to the discussion. 
As always, we appreciate you listening to On Message. You can find out more about our firm at mcleodcommunications.com. You can find our podcast wherever you download your podcast. Have a great weekend and week ahead, everyone. We'll see you back again soon.